0: the lord everybody hallelujah Hallelujah.
1: will you stand with us this morning hallelujah glory to god
0: to the Love.
1: we to be praised this morning. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to get right into our prayer this morning, so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with us this morning as we pray and ask the Lord's Lord. will to be done in the service. Amen. Move upon us. Father God, we love you, Lord God. We give you glory and honor this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for one more time to be in your presence where we can worship you, glorify you, call upon your name. You are worthy to be praised. Father God, as we come in your presence this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you will move among us individually and collectively, Lord God. I pray your anointing upon us this morning. Oh God, upon the remaining portion of our service, upon our praise singers, upon our pastors they come, oh God, upon our ushers, our greeters, everyone that involved in this ministry this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch them, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll move upon us like never before, as we give you glory, as we give you all the honor, Lord God, your name is great and greatly to be praised, oh God, there is None like you, there is none to compare. You are the one that we adore, worship, and praise. in this morning as we come before your present, Lord God, we ask you to move upon us like never before. Oh God, we ask you anointing, oh God, upon us in the service this morning. Touch us, Lord God. Speak to our hearts and our minds this morning. Bind us together, Lord God, with cords that can never be broken. Help us to stand fast. Therefore, in this liberty we have made us free. And help us not to get entangled with the yoke of the bondage. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we worship and call upon your name this morning. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord another round of applause. His word is.
0: Christmas time, but we're here to worship Jesus this morning and not, not for anything else. He still deserves the praise. He still deserves the glory. We should worship him every time we have the chance to. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, we bless you, Jesus. We lift you up. are so righteous, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody take a few moments. Hallelujah. This is your time with the King. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for coming here to earth, Jesus. To save us, Jesus We would have been lost in our sins with no way out.
1: Said, Love not the world, neither the things of the world. For all that is in this world is the lust of the high, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. This world gives us nothing more than misery. What we get by accepting Jesus Christ in our life is we get joy, we get peace, we get long suffering, we get gentleness, we get meekness, we get love, we get long suffering. We get all this. Once we shelter ourselves under the hands of God. Another verse of scripture said, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we'll be a man most miserable. I'm so glad this morning that I have hope. I have hope in a man called Christ Jesus. The one that died for my sin. He died so that we can have life and have life more abundantly. We greet you this morning. And we pray hope that this morning, your hope this morning, and your peace this morning, or that long-suffering that you're trying to find this morning, will be in the man Christ Jesus. Don't look to Mohammed. Don't look to another uh, leader. They won't save you from your sin. The only person that can save you from your sin is Jesus Christ. He died so that we can have life and have it more abundantly we greet you this morning in the mighty name of jesus so glad to have everyone in the house of god the lord bless you you may be seated amen Uh, another beautiful day that the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad we have all right to rejoice and be glad in it our online congregation we greet you this morning And we pray that wherever we are, whatever is going on in our lives, in our mind this morning, we'll find a place in God this morning. Amen. The Lord bless you. Brother Tom, come on up. Amen.
2: Good morning, church. There is one who is righteous. There is one who is holy. And when we invest ourselves in him, he comes to visit us here. That was wonderful that was wonderful hallelujah um, this the Christmas season I, I hate using that phrase is complicated there's all kinds of things to buy and there's things to do and all that but there's something that's free what's free is joining us at five am joining us at nine pm as we work on as we invest in as we partner with the Lord in our Reach campaign. The Reach campaign is going to go on for two years. What we would love for you to do is to join us. If you're not already doing that, please get the link and come join us. It's a fabulous time. And because of that investment, things like this take place today. Amen. The Christmas banquet is going to be on Friday. Today is the drop dead day that you need to make that reservation if you have not already. in we would prefer that you pay because we have to give an absolute uh, dead down, uh, dead drop uh, amount of people that are going to attend uh, on Monday, tomorrow. We need to do that because uh, the hotels need to make their plans. $60 for adults, 35 for teens, uh, 13 to 17 and $10 for uh, the little ones. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a great time. It always is. Watch night service is the following Friday, Friday the 31st. As I mentioned last week, we're going to take a step forward in our, uh, in our journey through this COVID time. We're going to have a fellowship breakfast to follow that. 9.30 we start, uh, and right after the service is over with, we will have a fellowship breakfast on the 1st. We will pray ourselves into the new year and then fellowship together. No CSDI uh, next Sunday. We have CSDI uh, this Sunday today, but we will not next week. And then, one of the things that is uh, is kicking off is the uh, the ministry that uh, Sister Gabby is leading. We've had a singles uh, group for quite a while. We have a new leader in in uh, Gabby Jones, and she's going to start with her first singles Zoom on Monday, the 24th. That's a month away, but nonetheless. Uh, they're going to have uh, uh, much more frequent meetings. I'm glad to hear that. Um, 7 p.m. There are more details to follow. See, Gabby, if you've got questions. Have a great day.
1: Amen. Come on. Give the Lord another round of applause. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to echo two things that Brother Tom said. Um, our 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 uh, our prior we we have seen great things happen our prior our a m prior god's been answering prayer and god is doing a lot of good stuff so if you don't have the link or you want to be a part of what's going on at 5 a m especially our nine p m prayer we we'll would advise you we will recommend you to see one of us myself brother henry um pastor sister patrice somehow for you to get the information to join our prayer link it's been Powerful things are happening over the airwaves, and God is answering prayer. Amen. The other thing is for the banquet. For those of you that are not planning to, I'm hoping that all of us here that are planning to be a part of our banquet, we're going to have a really, really great time in the Lord, you know, fellowshipping, worshipping. We're going to have some real live music, uh, live music, so to speak. Well. Partial live music, but we're gonna have some good music, so we want you to think or consider being a part of it and just make sure you see Sylvia sil- sil- today with your money because the funds we need the money. And um, for those of you that haven't yet decided, hopefully, you can decide to be a part of it. And also, another thing that he also, Brother Tom mentioned, we're in our know, reach program. And for most of you that are here this morning, our online congregation, you know we are in you know, a building fund uh, project right now. If you have not yet partnered with us or been a part of the miracle that God is going to do in this hour, we are advising you, we are recommending you, we are admonishing you this morning to be a part of the miracle if you have not yet done so. Um, we have our uh, uh, REACH program, our building is behind me, you can see that in front of me or uh, in front of you, you can see the building on the media screen, amen, uh, 17,000 square footage and that's what God is preparing for us, but we need your funds, we need your fund, we, 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 we're hoping by that a part of spring of next year we'll be in our new building that 's our ultimate goal, um, but the only way we can uh, get in this goal uh, we need one point five to one point seven to two point five million. If you know someone that want to be a blessed, especially this time of the year, amen, next year you can write it off for stacks amen uh, you know believe it or not, you know you 'll get special uh, credit for that because you give in to charity, Amen. Amen. So we we are advi- advising everyone to be a part of the miracle, be a part of the uh, the, the blessing that God has for us. And, um, you know, so everyone said it's offering time. One more time, it's offering time. Amen. Give generous this morning. We have two envelopes. We have one for the tithes and offering, but Tom's going to raise that one up his left and brother henry have the one for the reach program so if you have or you want to contribute something towards our building fund project you put it into the envelope please make sure you fill out your forms legible so that we can put the credits where the credit goes that way everyone can be a part of what's going on amen so we're going to invite you to stand with us at this time if you can amen as we pray and ask the lord blessing upon our offering this morning Oh, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for your blessing. We thank you for what you have already done in the service, oh God. We thank you for our praise and worship. We thank you for everything that has gone forth this morning in our service this morning. As we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing upon every giver. Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make a way that they, too, can be a part of your blessing. We give you glory. We give you honor. We worship and praise you, Lord God. Bless the remaining portion portion of the service as we say thanks for your blessing in the mighty name of jesus and everybody said amen, amen. and remember if you want to give online uh you know the links uh, give online facebook you can give to cash app you can pay here if you have your envelope given to the lord this morning
3: Come on praise the Lord this morning. He is worthy of all the praises. Amen. Oh night, oh night divine. My Lord, I try to sometimes think about and fathom what the Lord did for us, that whole transition or transformation in Almighty God became and becoming the man Christ Jesus through the way that he did so impressive thank god for his goodness it's good to be in the house of the lord amen good to see everyone i'm always excited to be in the house of the lord it's just i don't know what it is it's just something that just begins to just happen within me when i walk inside the sanctuary when i when i get among the people of god it's just it's just an awesome awesome feeling that i get and i I, i've said to Um, some of you many times that there's been many days i'm worn out tired beat down and because it's no question whether or not i'm going to church i just go and i'm walking and i'm like oh lord this is a challenge today and as soon as i walk inside the sanctuary all of a sudden i'm okay i'm not tired i'm not weary i'm not beaten down just it's this energy and life that begins to just stir inside of me so I'm always grateful to be in the house of the Lord. I want to thank um, the men that filled in last week in my absence and just ministering to you. Thank God for uh, Brother Scarlett. Last Sunday, he ministered at our 9 a.m. service, and we thank God for him. Amen. We thank God for Pastor McFarlane, who came at our 1030 service and ministered last week. Amen. And Brother Henry, he took care of Bible study on Thursday evening. And so, we're thankful for what God is doing, and we will continue. I know, and you know, I tried to warn you um, so you're not blindsided, and 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 you're not. Um, I don't know what's the right word um, to to say, but um, I try to warn you. The way it looks right now, isn't what the way it's going to look. You know, three or four or five years from now, um, all of you are going to. Uh, if, you not, if you've not already been playing a significant part in the body of Christ, if you continue to be faithful to God, you're going to play an even more significant role as we move forward because God is doing something with our congregation and nobody will remain in the same position, same place, same uh, position of, of, of uh, your spiritual uh, ministry because God is doing something and he's going to use you in a tremendous way. And so I want you all to just trust God. I want you to be faithful to God, and God is going to do some great things in your life. I believe that with all my heart, um, every time I see the building, um, I'm just so impressed about um, what God is doing. And every every day, even while I was on vacation, I try to really shut it down. Um, For those of you, I encourage you, I always encourage you, take vacation. Take vacation. Don't just, you know, you know, get off from work or have vacation time from work and do nothing. Oh, I'm just going to do a staycation. Stay home. Take vacation. It, it, it is really helpful to you um, because your mind processes differently when you are around the vicinity of where you live than when you're not around. Because that's really what it's about is the processing of your mind. And once you are in the area where you continually do what you do every day, your mind is working a different way. When you are away, that mindset says you have no responsibility now. It's just different. And that's what allow your mind to get some kind of, um, you know, relaxation. So take vacation whenever you can. You don't have to go to any place far. And nowadays you probably don't want to go out of the country, but go someplace where you don't live and hang out there for a little bit and, um, you know, have a good time, enjoy yourself, um, enjoy what God has, you know, done in your life because um, people have made a a religion out of um, when God said he rest on the seventh day and um, it's unfortunate that we've made a whole religion out of that, but all God was saying was you need to rest one day a week. Because remember, God don't get tired, so he didn't need to rest. So, so people took that and run with it. Say, oh, yeah, you know, it's this, this the Sabbath. You got to make sure. Uh, that's not what he's saying. He's saying take a rest day, and we don't do good at that to begin with. We're always going. So it's important that we get away and we take some time off and we rejuvenate and let God do what God wants to do. I um, I mentioned last week or week before last, that every year we give an offering to Christmas for Christ, the Christmas for Christ offering that we give. Uh, it's an offering that goes to um, newly started churches where a uh, man of God and his family, woman of God and her family go and start something for the Lord. And basically all they're doing is saying we're going to establish a church to reach the community where God sends us. Every community needs an apostolic church. It is God's will that all be saved. And the method that God has chosen is to establish churches so people are able to have a family of God that they belong to that they can be saved. Think about it like this. All of us come from a home and we have families. Well, God is establishing that in his kingdom for you. So he gave you a natural family. Now he wants you to have a spiritual family because that's the eternal life that you will live through. So. All of us need a church. And for people that says, I don't need a church. Well, the Bible says God is coming back for his church. He didn't say I'm coming back for individuals. He says, I'm coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle or any such thing. So if you're not a part of a church, the church, then he's not coming back for you. So you can't just chill and say, well, as long as I believe, you know, I believe and I read my Bible and I pray. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not what God wants. That's not what God commands. You have to belong to a church. So it is important, you know, for us to always support whatever um, the church is doing because we want people to be reached. We want the gospel to preach and it takes money. You know, sometimes you don't stop to think you need video screens, you need microphones, you need chairs, um, there's so many things that you need to make sure. And you know how you all are nowadays, you know, we're so sophisticated. Back in the day, you can have church under a tree and people were satisfied with that. You just make sure you're, you know, you're it clean and people didn't care. They, they was cool with it. All they cared about was they were getting the word of God. Y'all ain't going no place right now. When the, when the preacher said, just meet us under the tree. Y'all not going there. What kind of place is that under the tree? Oh no. So the bottom line is, it takes money to operate God's kingdom. And so when you give, you are given to the reaching of the lost and for reaching people and for helping people get saved. So in a few minutes, I'm going to have you come and pull an envelope like we do. I know that we have our REACH program that we're giving towards our building fund. Um, I know we give tithes and offering. I am not unaware of those things, and I'm not um, um, trying to get you to give what you don't have. But here's what I'm saying. God gives revelation in different ways. The other day I said to you, this is a lot of things that I say, I say from experience or by the spirit of God. So most of what I'm going to communicate to you is because it's the word of God or the spirit of God directed me to say it. Here's what I said to you when we started our reach campaign. I said to you, make a commitment to give not because of what you have in the bank, but because of what you want to give to God. And don't worry about what you have to give and not have to give. Most of us, when we make a commitment, we start calculating in our mind. Okay, I have this. Okay, I will make this. Over this course of time, I will have this. And that's how you give. Well, that's natural giving. When you give spiritually, what you say is, what do I really want to give, but I don't have it to give. And that's what you say, I'm going to give. And so when you say you're going to give something that you don't have, now what you have just done is put God on the spot. Quiet. So I made a pledge the other day and put God on the spot. I haven't had a raise in 11 years on my secular job. And out in the blues the other day, they gave me a 30% base salary increase. I said base salary because... No, every once in a while they throw in some um, bonuses, which I'm hoping they throw in. Brother D, I'm hoping they throw in soon. But the point is, base salary raise is no joke. They gave me a 30% base salary raise. And I was just standing in the back and reminded myself, I I was reminded by the Spirit of God, that, Wayne, remember, you made a commitment to give what you didn't have. That's what I'm trying to communicate to you. I made a commitment to the REACH program to give what I didn't have. What I made a commitment for, I did not have in the bank account. I didn't, I didn't look at my bank and say, well, I got that, so let me just pledge that. And that's not what I did. I made a commitment to give what I didn't see. And here comes Jesus. And that's all I was asking you to do. Make a commitment to give what you don't see because he gets put on the spot. Now, he has to work because guess what? It's his kingdom. He wants to build your faith, and he wants to bless you. Watch it now. It's his kingdom, so he wants his kingdom to expand and reach the lost. He wants to bless you, and the way he blesses you is by you giving to his kingdom. And then on top of it, he expands your faith, because you realize you made a commitment to God for what you didn't have, and God provided for what you didn't have. Everybody, It's a win-win-win when you deal with Jesus. There's no losing when you deal with Jesus. So that's what I want you to get out of it. If you will commit to God what you don't have, God will make up the difference so that's, that, that's what he does He makes up the difference so I'm going to show you a Christmas surprise video real quick We're going to grab envelopes and then I'll get into the word of God and we'll move forward. Sister Patrice
0: Jesus loves me this I know for the Bible tells me so little ones to and belong they are weak but He is strong.
4: We've been going almost four years now. And uh, when we first uh, felt to pastor, I didn't even know what church planning really was. I felt this area was where we needed to pastor. There was no churches to pastor. There's 330,000 people within a five-mile radius where we're located. So it's very populated here. We're six miles from downtown Portland. Portland Metro has about two and a half million and uh, recent uh, studies show us the most unchurched area, metro area, in the whole United States. We started in our living room, and about two months after that, we moved to a place to rent in the area, and the Lord opened that door. We went from a living room with no church supplies, just a Bible study chart, to a place where we had sound equipment, we had microphones, we had uh, Sunday school set up, we had everything. After about two years there we came here to where everything we needed was here so the main thing is is that the Lord provided the whole step uh, every step of the way the Lord provided for us
1: my pastor has been one of the biggest role models in my life and he is the most non-judgmental and caring kind person in the world I don't think you could ever make that guy angry at all <laughs> and you know he
4: does a lot for me and my kids and I'd do anything for him. I was, I'm formerly a meth addict. Um, I used IV needles. I I was on the road to um, a a bad way to go, bottom line. I was on my way to prison. Um, I had nothing. I had um, burnt just about every bridge I ever came across. I had... uh, Charges upon charges that were piling up on me through the court system. I mean, when
0: we met, you know, we were both using drug acts, you know, and I was shooting meth, you know, doing heroin, anything I could really get my hands on. Actually,
4: I, I came to the altar and repented, and and he has totally brought me back from from where I was. Now I'm 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 married. I have a family. I have a brand new child. I have I have everything that he promised me that I would ever have.
0: My life has just been flipped upside down. I did a complete one eighty. I mean I had I had cancer, didn't think I was gonna be able to have another baby. God bless us with a child. I mean it's I mean he's he's healed my body, he's healed my, my soul, my mind. I mean i I have never in my life known the peace and the joy and the happiness that I know now and I wouldn't change it for the world.
1: Living modern fellowship means family. It means Unconditional love and family that will always be there for me. It's a light in Beaverton.
4: Beaverton needs God because there's a lot of people here who are far, far, far from God. They don't have any concept of God. Uh, they don't have any real, any kind of reference point to who God even is. Well, I'm thankful for Christmas for Christ because uh, it gives people opportunities. It gives, you know... Um, new ministers, new congregations uh, opportunities to flourish and to grow. And it also gives the body of Christ an opportunity to continue to grow as well.
5: We were there from the beginning. We saw the struggles and all the barriers that we had to cross over and Christmas for Christ helped us to get over those barriers and we are growing now and we thank God
0: for that. Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus
5: loves me. The Bible tells me so.
3: Those videos never get old to me because that meth, meth addict family, just think, no church. They would still be doing meth or dead right now. You got to think about that. that's That's what the church does. And so... While we may look around and see many people not going to church, not committing their life to Christ, listen, a whole lot of people are, and a whole lot of people that are in very bad situations that that, that are dying in their sins, they're getting rescued because they've cried out, God has sent them a church family and a church so they can be saved, and so that's what we're doing when we give the Christmas for Christ is that a church can get established, in neighborhoods and areas that needs a church where people can be ministered to and they can have a family. As I mentioned earlier to the um, 9 a.m. service, God gave you a natural family when you're born. And so when you're born, you're born into a family, whatever that family is, however it is, that's your family that you're born into. And you can't unown your mom, your dad, your siblings. That's your family, right? Well, it's the same thing spiritually that God gives you a church family, and that's your family that God has given to you, and that's the family that you're going to share experiences together with, and you're going to go to heaven with. And so that's an eternal family. So you have your natural family that you were born into, and then you have your spiritual family that you're born into when you're baptized in Jesus' name, and you know, you're know you filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you're living a holy righteous. That's your family, and that's the family you spend eternal life with. So it is important that we support churches. And when we support churches, we support the work of God. So if just for a minute, if you will run up really quick, grab an envelope. It doesn't matter what the number. I see envelopes of all different numbers. And we want to give. Uh, we have until the second Sunday in January to return the envelope with whatever you want to give. So please don't be shy. Let's get an envelope real quick as quickly as you can. Amen. Thank you, Brother Shark. Appreciate you moving. We got to get into the words, so the slower you um, take to um, get it. All right. Um, Rosalie, I never gave you a book. Did I give you a book the other day, Rosalie? No. I didn't give you a book? All right. Well, I'm going to take care of you, Rosalie. I'm going to give you a book. Thank you. That's your book. You're welcome. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Michael, good to see you. Amen. I'm going to give you a book, um, Kimora. That's yours. All right. Okay. Make sure you read it, Kimora. It's a daily devotional, and um, it teaches you how to start your day every day with Jesus. To teach you how to. I'll, I'll give you. Let me take your John. John. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Um, I want to turn somebody on to something here. Get something started. I'm going to take you. You're getting tomorrow. Rosalie, you drink coffee. All right. I'm not messing with you. There. I'm not messing with you. Yeah. Give it to somebody that's going to use it. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I don't know who used this. Right. Well, I'll hold on to it to somebody. To All right. Amen. Well, I think we're there. Online congregation, you know, unfortunately, sometimes these are little things that you miss. Okay. Also, on your way out, on your way out today, we have our bread Bible reading list. And this is a list of scriptures that if you start following these lists of scriptures from January one through December 31st of 2022, you will read the entire Bible. So this, these are lists of scriptures that you can read every day. This will help you, Kimora, when you you um, you know, when you go through your devotional. You um, This will give you the scriptures that you need to read every day. So make sure you pick up one from Brother Tom. He has them, and it will help you with your scripture reading every day. Amen. Brother Sharp, did I give you a book the other day? All right. Okay, I got to take it, Brother Sharp, now. All right. All right. Um, Mariah, where are you going to get coffee? All right, Mariah, come on. Come on. That's right. That's right, Mariah. That's right, Mariah. Uh, y- y'all can talk about me all you want in this church. Because I know you're saying, why he keep forcing Starbucks on us? Because I want to. <laughs> That's right. So y'all better you better just just be comfortable with it. Amen. I started first, I first started going to Starbucks because, and most of my life, that's kind of what I like to experience is experience. So I remember started going to Starbucks and um, a group of folks was with me and they said to me, um, Rosalie, they said to me, why you go to Starbucks all the time? You know, these are Dunkin' Donuts people, wah-wah people. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> wow, wow, people don't those things, right? And so they said, why are you going to Starbucks all the time? I said, come on in with me. And so I said, they followed me, trailer people followed me. So I went up to the counter and I ordered my drink. And I said, when I ordered my drink, I said to the barista, well, the cashier, I said, the last time I was here, I ordered a passion tea or a black tea lemonade, and it wasn't quite the way I wanted it. Oh, Wayne, we're so sorry. They said, we're going to make you one today, and if it's, we hope to make it perfect. If it's not, just let us know, but we're going to make you one today. That one will be on the, on the house. And here is another um, um, a card, a gift card that you're able to buy another one for free the next time you're in Starbucks. They gave me my drink that day for free, and they gave me a coupon for the next time I visit for free. And they were really nice to me. And I looked back at my crew. I said, do they do this at Dunkin' Donuts? Or do they just tell you how many sugars and trying to, you know, kick you out the door real quick? <laughs> so, 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 so that's why I go to Starbucks. It's not because of anything. I don't, I, you know, I, none, I, just, I just like to experience good service. And they treat you real good, dear, right? And so when you go to the other place, all they want to know is how you want it. You know, and boom, 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 try to get you out the door. And if you're trying to order donuts and you don't hurry up and order, they get frustrated with you. All right. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Let's stand. We're going to go to the word of God. Amen. I recommend Wawa over um, Dunkin' Donuts. Well, you can go and make your coffee the way you want it. You know what I mean? I mean, at, at Dunkin', they standing up over your stuff, making your stuff, doing, you know, I'm good. Let me go to Wawa and make my own stuff. Man, I done gave, made wild wine Starbucks money this morning. They need throw something back, kick something back to me. Amen. Oh, Lord help us. Amen. We're glad to have guests with us today and have everyone here. This is this what we call the Sunday before Christmas. Amen. And for all the extra spiritual people that want to tell me they don't believe in Christmas, I hear you. I'm not mad at you. I hear you. I hear you, but sometimes you got to put things in perspective, and that's what I try to do, put things in perspective. So uh, if I dig a little deep, if I stay on the surface, then I can say, yeah, I don't believe in Christmas. But if I understand what the whole idea was when they came up with it, I will search and find out my reasons for why I want to celebrate Christmas. And so we'll probably deal with that a little bit this morning. So we'll see how the Lord leads us. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 18. The word of the Lord says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Mary pregnant. Her and her husband did not have sexual relations. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, a man of God, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Her husband, who was a man of God, looked and realized this woman that he was contracted to marry, she was now pregnant with a belly. And he know he did not have any sexual relations with her. And so he's like, what in the world? But we give Joseph a lot of credit because he didn't try to embarrass her. He didn't try to belittle her. He just was a just man. And he's saying, I know this wasn't by me because I know I didn't go there. And so the bottom line is, this is not my job. And so I need to just not marry her anymore because these are reasons for not marrying. And so he was contemplating how he can put her away privately without a whole lot of ruckus. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. Saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So while he pondered, while he thought about what should he do, how should he handle the situation, God spoke through his angels or angel. And the lesson in that is when you have difficult situations, challenging situations, Please don't just, off the cuff, start making decisions and doing things about it. Ponder it and pray. God, I don't understand. This is challenging for me. I don't know what to do. My fleshly desire and my intellect say, this is what I need to do. What say you, Lord? That's what we do following Joseph's example. Of how we deal with difficult situations. Not just respond and be a reactionary responder to things that are going on. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken of by the Lord. By the Lord. By the prophet. Of the Lord by the prophet. Saying behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. I have to make this point again as I did earlier. For us as men, if we will be honest and we had a situation like Joseph had, when the angel came and told us it's the Holy Ghost, we would have said, holy nothing. I am not messing with that girl. If she's cheating on me already and we ain't even get married yet, what in the world should I marry her for? I don't care what no angel said. That angel ain't no angel of God. That's the angel of the devil. Ain't touching her. Now I'm going to try to be respectful. Because I'm a man of God. And I'll put her away without a whole lot of ruckus. But I'm not messing with her. She cheated on me. I am just letting you know. That's the reality of our position as men. God or no God in us. And so for Joseph. To hear from the angel and obey the angel, that in itself also demonstrated a lot of faith. He was really a man of God. Because men of God would have still refuted that and said, mm-mm, 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 And I want to bring to your attention to say, as children of God, hearing the word is one thing. Hearing the angel speak is one thing. Hearing the preacher preach is one thing. Reading the word of God is one thing. But I'm telling you, until you do it, you won't experience what God already told you you will experience. And Joseph did what God told him to do through the angel. Verse 25 says, he didn't touch her anymore. This is, this, I'm just interpreting what it, what it says. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. He didn't touch her until Jesus was born. And when Jesus was born, obviously he called his name Jesus as the angel had told him he would. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray, oh God, that before we walk out of this place today, your spirit will have preeminence. Your will will be done. Every person will have an encounter with you today and that lord there will be a great response to your word to your presence Lord jesus we pray and ask your will to be done And that the kingdom will be manifested wherever we are today We praise you. We thank you and we honor you for these things. We pray in jesus name. Somebody say amen You may be seated I want to Minister to you today on this topic the greatest gift ever the greatest gift ever before the son of god was born an angel as we have read gave joseph the name by which he should call his son that he should call him jesus God chose this name to reveal himself to us in ways we had not yet have known him. Something interesting about God that you need to know, that God is so deep, that God is so all-consuming, that it's impossible to know everything about him. And so we must continue to search or to seek Him because the more we seek Him, the more He reveals different aspects of who He is to us. And a lot of times why some people live their life for Christ one way and other live it another way is because those that have decided to seek Him, those that have decided to continue to search Him out, he continues to reveal to them more of who he is. They begin to learn more about him and they have a different way that they can relate and how they live for him because as they search him out, as they seek him, he reveals to them more of himself. Ways they have not yet known him, he reveals it to them to say, here I am, here I am, here I am. This is me. And so Jesus, almighty God manifest in flesh, Wanted to reveal another aspect of who he is to his people, and he chose the name Jesus for that revelation. The name Jesus is a revelation all unto itself. The name Jesus literally means. Jehovah, or God, when you hear Jehovah, the word Jehovah and God, same thing. So Jehovah, our Savior, is what Jesus means. Or it could mean Jehovah is salvation. But the bottom line is, the name Jesus revealed God as Savior. The name Jesus revealed God as our salvation. In Isaiah 7 and 14 the prophet says, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The name Emmanuel means God with us. As I studied the scriptures, seeking and searching out what God wanted us to hear this morning, I asked the question when I saw Emmanuel, all these years I'm reading it, all these years I'm preaching about it, but last night and a few nights before or whatever, I said as I looked at that text and I said, God, why are you giving us this, why are you telling us that you will be Emmanuel, God with us, when you have proven already you are with us? well means God with us but what I'm saying is God is already with us so why God need to come be with us and so I wanted to get some clarity in that because God with us to me didn't make a whole lot of sense if you look at it from just your understanding of why would God need to be with us when God is already with us Just think about it. When he led the children of Israel out of slavery, out of Egypt, wasn't he with them? When Moses met him at the burning bush and he spoke to Moses uh, from the bush, wasn't God with him? When Adam was in the garden doing his thing, wasn't God with him? So what God need to be with us anymore for? (laughs) That's the question that I asked. And I want you to know that when you read your Bible and study your Bible, you need to ask questions too. God will answer you. If you have the right motive for why you're asking the question, God will answer you. So why was Jesus God with us? Remember this. Jesus literally means what we said. Jehovah is salvation or Jehovah, our Savior. Therefore, when we say, or when the Bible says, Emmanuel, God with us, what the Bible is telling us is that God will manifest himself and become our salvation. Emmanuel, God with us, means different from God being with us. God is with us before Jesus manifested himself. God was with us by his spirit. You couldn't see him, but he was with us. He did for us what he needed to do. But until Jesus, we never behold him. And he was never our salvation. He made a way for salvation, but he was never Our salvation. So when he says God with us, what he's saying essentially is God would manifest himself as the man Jesus Christ for the purpose of salvation. Also, God will manifest himself as the man Christ Jesus. So we can know him. The Bible lets us know that no man had seen God at any time. So, before Jesus, God did his business invisibly. You couldn't see him, but he was still working. He identified that he was the Lord God Almighty, but you couldn't see him. So, he was invisible in how he conducted his business. But the day was coming when he had to become visible. And he couldn't just continue to exist invisibly. God with us is God becoming our salvation. Hear me this morning. No salvation. Or should I say no Jesus? No salvation. We only have salvation today because God became man and became our salvation. Before Jesus became Man, before God became man, salvation was only safety. Salvation was only, I rescue you. Salvation was only, I keep you safe. That's all we had before Jesus came. When the children of Israel was led out of Egypt, was was led out of Egypt by Moses by the authority of the word of God, They was led to a place of safety. They had the word of God when they were there, but they were led to a place of safety. Not a place of eternity. So before Jesus, salvation was only protection, rescue, safety. It was never eternal. Jesus is almighty God, Jehovah manifest as human, that we may know him, and that he would be our salvation, not lead us to salvation. It's a difference in you being led to salvation, or you having Jesus as your salvation.
1: <laughs>
3: when you are in Christ, you are now living in eternity, Ooh. We're we 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 we're missing this thing we're thinking that I need to just live for God so I can go to heaven You don't need to go to heaven when you have Christ because once you're in Christ heaven is a sure thing You just have to be in Christ first because in Christ there is eternity outside of Christ. Everything is temporary Preacher how can you say that because Christ Is eternal he showed you that he came, he died, he rose himself, and he lived forevermore. So he's eternal. So when you abide in Christ, you abide in eternity. So you don't have to worry about going to a safe place because in him is everything that you need. In him is safety. In him you are rescued. In him is eternal life. In him is salvation. So Christ Is our salvation. God led us to salvation. But Christ is our salvation. So when Jesus manifests. God manifests in the man. We now had our salvation. Jesus made himself salvation. I don't know if you're getting that. The birth of Jesus. Was the birth of our salvation. Our eternity. Christmas must be about our salvation because of the greatest gift ever. The gift of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord. Help us. In John chapter 1, verse number 10, speaking of Jesus, the scripture says he was in the world. And the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Don't be alarmed when it looked like the people you think supposed to be living for God aren't living for God. He came unto his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So here we go again. It's not until you receive Christ that you can experience his salvation. You can't just hear the preach word or read the word of God and receive salvation. You must receive Christ. I gave the example this morning, Jamali, that if someone come and knock on your door trying to sell you something you don't want, when you open the door and they said, oh, we, we want to, you know, see if you're interested in some vacuum cleaners. No, thank you. Close the door. You did not receive them. You hear a knock on your door, and you come out, and someone is saying, we can give you a chance to win $1,000. You said, okay, tell me more about that. Come on in. You received them. That's how we need to look at did we receive Jesus or not. Did we just dismiss what we hear, or did we entertain what we hear and begin to do what we hear? Because in order to receive Jesus, you have to entertain him. And then you have to do what he tells you to. That's how you receive him. But if you just close the door, reject what you hear, and go on, then guess what? You rejected Jesus. God became our salvation when he manifested himself as Jesus Christ. He didn't provide a way of salvation. He became salvation. Jesus is God Almighty, manifest in flesh. He was unseen all the way up to a little over 2,000 years ago, and then he became seen. In John chapter 14, verse 8, the scripture says, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Some people read that, and their understanding, because it's skewed by what they've been taught or been exposed to, their understanding is, well, when you see a son, you're looking at the Father. That's what they say. And that's just so not true. You can't see a father by, is there some resemblance? Is there some things that might, you know, some attributes? But but, but, they're two total different people. They're two total different people. Not to mention, we said this morning, fingerprint and DNA tells you two total different people. So if you want to go by your world system that, ah, come on now, you see a son, you see a father. So, you know, you know, that's what, Je- no, 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 what Jesus was telling you is. I am the almighty God that created from the very beginning and continued to do great things. But in order to become your salvation, I had to become a human. In order to be your savior, I had to become a human. So before I was invisible, now I am visible so I can be what you need me to be. So when you see me, you see almighty God because nobody had seen God any other time. So if you want to see God now, look at me because I am he who has manifested myself so you can see me. And so the birth today of Jesus Christ is significant, significant. We're never going to experience or understand everything about God. And so that's one of the things that you can't conceptualize everything about. How can this almighty being where everything in this world consists in him? How did he allow himself to go through a birth process and become a human? And I like that question. Good question you may have. But here is always my response. If you can explain everything about God, then he can't be God. If you think you're going to know everything about God, he can't be God. The Bible says he is omniscient. You know what that means? He's all-knowing. That's a unique attribute. So you and I, we're not all-knowing. So there's some things about God that we will never know until we meet him face-to-face. So if you can explain clearly how Almighty God, the invisible being, became human, it's all right. But the scripture still says, that's what happened. That's what happened. You're not going to explain everything about God. You can't explain everything about God. You can't. You can't. You know, one of the things is fascinating about God. One of the things we all struggle with. He says, I want a tithe from all of you. Every earn, everything you earn. I want 10% off the top. I don't want no questions asked. I want 10% off the top. Take 10% to my house and put 10% into the offering plate. That's what I want. everybody got all different kinds of things. But here is the interesting thing if you have lived that, what's interesting about that. When you do that, it seems like you have more than what the 90 says that you have. I can't explain that. Now, one time I was able to get a little glimpse of what that means. Wintertime. Right, Ethan? And I remember, you know, you all, you know I always remember giving my, my, my tide. And little subtle things. Snowstorm. Didn't have no shovel. And somebody just came by the house. I got a shovel for it. I like, like to give you a shovel. How much do I owe? There's no shovel. Little things like that. Little things like your refrigerator is going. Somebody's getting ready to move to Florida. And they can't take their nice big refrigerator that they just bought five weeks ago down there with them for whatever the reason. And they say, I got a refrigerator here that I can't take with me. Would you like this refrigerator? And your refrigerator is broken. Get ready to go. On the last leg, a little water coming from underneath the bottom. And now you get a $1,200 refrigerator for free. You didn't have to spend no money. I got a little glimpse of how tithing works, but that's not all. I don't know all the detail about it. I'm just giving you an example of how God does things that is supernatural and miraculous, and you will not be able to understand or explain away everything that he does. So don't you have you have to feel nervous about when somebody says, well, how did God become human? I don't know all the details to that. That's one of those things I will never figure out until I meet him, but that's what the Bible says. That's all you just said. That's what the Bible says. I won't be able to figure out all that. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. To see and know Jesus is to see and know almighty God. Because they are the same. The name Jesus is the supreme revelation of God's character. For Jesus is God manifest. So the name Jesus doesn't also, it, it represents him being what we say, our salvation that's what the name name jesus god our salvation but there's so much more to the name if this book that i gave away that that says jesus you need to read that it's not only that his name is the revelation of of salvation but also it reveals his divine nature and some of his attributes which includes holiness This is why he says, be holy like I am holy, because he wants you to be like him in every way that you can be like him. He wants you to be like him. So that's why he says, be ye holy. So some of his attributes include holiness. It includes righteousness. It includes mercy and truth and love and grace and omniscience and omnipotence. Those are natures. Those are attributes of the Lord Jesus Christ. But God had those. And so Jesus just revealed that because now you can see it for those that lived in that time. The Old Testament proclaimed God's love and we know God loved us, but it wasn't or but it was by revelation of God's manifestation in Christ that we realized the depth of God's love. What do you mean by that? God has said that I love you with an everlasting love. He said all that stuff in the Old Testament. But there is nothing greater. This is why love is always given of yourself. Love is not me buying you things. Love is not me giving you things. Do I, when you love somebody, do you give them things? Yes. But the real true test of love is the giving of yourself to an individual. Real test of love. That's, that's, that's. For God so loved the world. What did he do? So all the time he spoke of love in the Old Testament, when he came on the scene in the New Testament as the man Christ Jesus, he says, not only am I saying it, but I am it. So that's another reason. So when you hear that scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, just say it like this in your head. For God so loved us that he became human and surrendered himself as the lamb slain for our sin. He gave himself for us because he loved us. And so in the Old Testament, it talks about his love. In the New Testament, when he manifested himself, he showed you his love by his actions. By being love. Bible says God is love. Uh Uh-huh. In Christ, God demonstrated his love in greater measure than ever before. Jesus is the greatest gift ever. The birth of Jesus Christ was the greatest gift that's ever been given to you and me. When Jesus decided to manifest When the fullness of time had come and decided this is my hour and this is my time, I am now going to go through the process of becoming a human so I can save my people from their sin. That is the greatest thing that you can ever receive from Almighty God. For without it, you had no future. Without it, you had no hope. Without it, you had no Savior. And so when he says, I'm going to be born, your salvation was born. <laughs> when he says I'm gonna be born, your Savior was born. When he says I'm gonna be born, it meant that you was getting ready to behold eternal life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jesus, the greatest gift ever. Now, what should be our response? To understand we have been given the greatest gift ever. The greatest gift ever. What is your response to the greatest gift ever? I'm closing. Give me seven more minutes. That's all right. I mean it. You're laughing. I mean it. I think about, when preacher says, give me seven more minutes, it means I will minister the word for seven more minutes. Then I'll close. <laughs> wait, wait, what you thought I meant, like, we walk out the door in seven minutes? <laughs> Has he thought we were walking out the door in seven minutes? <laughs> Listen to me. When I thought about Jesus being the greatest gift ever, my mind immediately went to a child at Christmas time. Some of these kids now, they make lists. Some of these kids now, they got their hearts set on stuff that they know they're going to get. And poor us back in the day, whatever we got, we would just take it and be happy with it. Now, if they don't get something that's on their list, Christmas ain't Christmas. But I thought about children when they receive a gift that they really wanted. And I think about the expression on their face, how glad they seem to be, how happy they are, how excited they are. Their expression of gratitude and, oh, dad or, oh, mom or auntie or whatever. Oh, I am so thankful. Thank you for buying me that special gift. And then when they get the gift, they start handling the gift. For some, they already know what the gift can do, so they know what to do with the gift. And they're careful. And if somebody ever tried to touch, no, don't touch my stuff. That's new. That's their stuff. Don't touch my stuff. And they're doing it. They're doing everything. You're good over there. You, you, you need help. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Because that's their stuff. And they're handling their gift, And they do their thing. They didn't used to read a whole lot. Now all of a sudden they read. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're not supposed to do that. This say you're supposed to do that. And they know, they know everything now. They're handling their gift that's their thing it's everything to them and so i say to us this morning if jesus is the greatest gift we will ever ever receive what are we doing about that gift this is why the bible says come unto me as little children because so many of us we come unto god as grown-ups all mature and we good. And that's not what God is asking of. God is asking of us to come unto him as little children. To handle him with excitement. To be glad unto him for what he has given to us. To appreciate and be thankful unto him. What are we doing about that? How are we responding to the greatest gift ever? Whew. You're going to handle the gift this morning. You're going to take good care of the gift this morning. You're going to read the instructions of the gift. One of the reasons why it's important to receive the gift is because the gift will make your life better than it's ever been. When kids get a gift, it's just for excitement and it's temporary. This gift that we have been given, Jesus Christ, it will change our life for all eternity. While we're here on earth and when we leave this earth, our life will never be the same if we respond to this gift. If we handle this gift, if we read the instructions of this gift. This gift says you must repent. And be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. This gift says we will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. This gift says we must be holy and righteous. This gift says uh, we must worship uh, and praise. This gift says we must love one another as we love ourselves. This gift says that we must trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him. This gift changes our life for the good. What should we do? Are we going to obey the instructions? Of this gift? Are we gonna follow what he says? Because we have been given the greatest gift ever. I want you to stand with me. We're gonna close this thing out in a couple more minutes. Hear this. I wanted to share this with you because this resonated with me friend of mine posted this. A study was done during a brutal study at Harvard in the 1950s. Dr. Court Richter placed rats in a pool of water to test how long they could tread water. On average, they would give up and sink after 15 minutes. But right before they gave up, Due to the exhaustion of them trying to tread water, the the researchers would pluck them out of the water, dry them off, let them rest for a few minutes, then put them back in the water for a second round. This is a study being done. In the second try, how long do you think they lasted? Remember the first try, 15 minutes. Do you think they lasted another 15 minutes, another 10 minutes, another five minutes? No, they didn't last that long. They lasted 60 hours. From 15 minutes to 60 hours, rats can tread water 60 hours. Hours. Somebody just confirm it that has some experience. Sixty hours treading water, swimming. The conclusion draws was that since rats believed. They would eventually be rescued. (laughs) They would push their bodies way past what they previously thought thought was impossible. We're talking about rats. 15 minutes. Took them out, dry them off. Right before they was going to die from exhaustion and begin to drown. Dry them off. Put them back in 60 hours. Because the whole time, in the second round, their mindset, whether they have mine or whatever it is that they have, is that I'm going to get rescued. 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 And so 15 minutes go by. I'm going to get rescued. 20 minutes go by. I'm going to get rescued. Hours go by. I'm going to get rescued. And so they kept on Treading water. They kept on swimming because, in their understanding, I am going to get rescued. I'm convinced many of us don't believe Jesus is the Savior. I'm convinced many people are just going through the motions of religiosity and they don't really believe jesus was born that god became man and he showed up on the scene and he gave his life as a lamb slain for our sin the sacrifice so we can be saved i don't believe many people believe that because if rats can believe they will be saved and that made them live longer than they could ever impo- dreamed of and we that are intelligent that we that are so smart And we that have attributes like God and come to know God and we're not fighting. If we can't do that, and we're talking about giving up and we're talking about, oh, this is hard. And we're talking about, oh, church, you don't understand. This is about life and death. God didn't go through what he went through just so we can just Think that it's no big deal. He went through what he went through because we needed him to go through that. We needed him to give his life a sacrifice. We needed him to do that. And if he didn't do that, we had no hope. So to take what he has done for us as no big deal, to think that oh, you know, uh, yeah, God gave his life. He was born to not understand. This is why you hear me say, and so many of you might come in all the time and says pastor always preach about God being one. Because it's significant that you understand there was a process for you and I to receive the salvation that we receive. There was a process. There was something that had to happen. God had to become what he became so we could have eternal life. And we can't walk around poo-pooing that. We can't walk around acting like it's no big deal. We can't walk around acting like it never happened. We can't do that. And if we do that, we're going to miss out on what eternity is all about. Because God went through too much to come to this earth. All these Christmas carols about Jesus. Mary, did you know all of that stuff? If we understand that this is not just some figment of our imagination, this is not just some, 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 some fantasy, this was real, this is real, this actually happened. Though the creator and sustainer of life in this world became human because that was the only way we can have salvation. Are we gonna let rats 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 have better sense than us? Are we gonna let rats understand that when they have hope you continue until the hope rescue you? Church, we've been given the greatest gift ever. The greatest gift ever. Is Jesus Christ. The greatest miracle ever is the gift of Jesus Christ. The second greatest miracle ever is another birth. The birth of you being born again of the water and of the Spirit. It's important. This is why This is why unfortunately if you really want to be saved you can't just go to any church Every church does not have this revelation yet that you must be born again of the water and of the spirit it was a birth that gave us salvation And it is your new birth that will give you. I am so impressed by God. Church, aren't you impressed by him? I am so impressed on how he is just so, I mean, the words cannot even describe what he is and how he does things. That the way he chose to give us eternal life is by becoming our salvation, by becoming human through birth. And then he says, Rosalie, for you to have eternal life, you have to also go through a birth process of water and spirit baptism. Because it's birth that gives us eternal life. It's birth that is the greatest gift ever. Ethan, this is why I'm so impressed. Every time, For I don't, I don't think there's a soul, adult, that have experienced the birth of children that is not always impressed. This is why, ladies, when you get pregnant and you have baby, we are so enamored and so in awe because it's such a miracle. We're like, it don't get old. You're like still like trying to explain it. That one minute, nothing. Next minute, life growing. He went through that process. The one that created us went through that process. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. I don't know how he went through that process. But we read some things there when he told um, um, Joseph, Mary had nothing to do with this. This was all the Holy Ghost. Joseph had nothing to do with this. This was all the Holy Ghost. Uh, And so I don't understand it all in detail. But that's what he did. He came through the birth. Of the Virgin Mary. Greatest gift ever to mankind. And for mankind to receive that gift, the first thing mankind need to do is follow the instructions of the gift. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in Jesus' name. Be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you worship God, when you praise God, when you thank God, when you are just grateful to God for all that he has done, then guess what? You're able to just begin to feel and receive the power of the Holy Ghost falling on you. And you will begin to speak another language that you've never spoken in. That's the evidence that you know. The spirit that he promised me is now dwelling in me. And now I am just speaking in a language that I don't know. But this is how you respond in obedience. Obedience. To the gift. And if you have gone through that process in responding to obedience, then every day you're supposed to look into the word of God to see what the gift is telling you to do. The gift of eternal life, the greatest gift ever was Almighty God becoming the man Jesus Christ, born of a virgin. And given us salvation. That's what we need to be thankful of. In this holiday season, guess what? Just know that you've been given the greatest gift. Be thankful. Many of us have suffered loss over this past two years. You might as well say we've suffered loss. Sister Brantley just lost her brother. I mean, so many people. It is so bad in the in, in the suffering of loss now that you know before you you know you can go to someone and say hey you know I'm struggling just lost my mom just lost my dad just lost my grandfather or whatever it is and you're saying pray now it's so bad you can't even go to anybody and say hey pray for me because why they might be going through the same thing that's how much loss we have struggled with. Mariah, she just lost her mom. You know the situation with my father-in-law and my father. We, we have lost. And if we dwell on life now about all that we've lost, it will destroy us. We have to think about we have been given the greatest gift ever. And if we will follow the plan of salvation, if we will obey God and take him at his word, no matter what we have experience the hurt, the pain, the suffering, the struggles, the loss, that we know that we have a hope that one day... One day, we won't have to struggle anymore. One day, we won't have to go through this pain and this hurt anymore. Because our salvation has come over 2,000 years ago. He was born into this world. And his name is Jesus. For he is God manifest that has come to save his people from their sins. Let's praise God this morning, this afternoon. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Oh, we bless your name, oh great God. We thank you today. For there is none like you. There is none like you. There is none like you. Oh God, we thank you today, Lord God, for we come unto you now as little children, Lord God. We're in awe of you, Lord God, and we're so excited for what you have given us We're so thankful, Almighty God, for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Somebody give the Lord his just due praise today. Somebody express. Oh, there's thanksgiving unto the Lord today. Somebody cry out to Him. Be grateful unto Him. Bless His name. The Lord is good. His mercy everlasting and His truth enduring to all generation. Oh, God, we love you. Somebody today make up in your mind to surrender your life to God. Make up in your mind to respond in obedience to the gift that you've been given the gift of jesus that you may experience salvation and eternal life somebody make up in your mind today to say god i will respond to the gift Oh, with thanksgiving, with appreciation, with excitement, with joy, because you have given us the greatest gift we can ever have. Oh, God, have your way in our spirit. Have your way in our heart. Have your way in our mind, our soul, and our spirit, Lord God. For there is none like you. There is none like you. Oh, God, we bless your name today. We bless your name today. Church, God has been good to us. Let's love him. Let's thank him. Let's praise him. Let's adore him and magnify his name. Oh, God, you're so good. Oh, God, you're so wonderful. Oh, God, you're so kind. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord, blessed be your name. Oh, God, we praise you. Oh, God, we thank you. Oh, we magnify your name. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Make up in your mind that today you will appreciate the gift that you've been given. Make up in your mind today that you'll respond in obedience the gift and receive the gift of God. Oh, Lord, have your way today. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. Come on, church, lift your hands with me one more time and let's just love him. Lift your hands and just let him know that you love him. Say, God, I love you. God, I thank you. I adore you. I worship you. I bless your holy name. For you are so good. You're so kind. Oh, Lord. And we will obey you. We will trust you. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is the Lord. Oh, God, bless this church like never before. Let the power of the Lord overshadow this church. And let the strength of God rest upon us. Use us, Almighty God to be a blessing oh God use us Lord God to demonstrate and express your goodness oh hallelujah Lord as we go from this place today let your hand be upon us let your will be done in us as we give you the praise and the honor oh hallelujah somebody give the Lord a shout of praise today hallelujah hallelujah oh we love you Jesus God bless Your church We love you, we appreciate you, we want you to have a great rest of your day, and hopefully we see you on Thursday for Bible study. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.
5: years ago they